Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. We are back for the first episode of the potty without body in 2024 and um here we are it's uh how was how was your how was your christmas ryan how was your new year let's pretend we haven't spoke about yeah, this good man christmas <laughs> okay yeah christmas was good it was super chill just what i needed uh, a little bit burnt out at the end of the year it's a nice just to kind of stop refresh revitalize and the new year was crap because I've started it with COVID, but there we go. It's uh, there's oh, many more man. things worse in the world, um, and I'm on the I'm on the up. I feel today actually I feel a lot better. Um, but I did less. Those of my clients that had listened to this and they were like, "You always tell us, Ryan." I always say to my clients, "The thing that you need to do is one, not be in a deficit because it dampens your immune system. Two, do less steps, and three, sleep more." So I have been prioritizing my sleep. I got into a bad habit of playing on my phone. Shouldn't do that. Um, so now I'm reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life at the moment. That's the pre-bed choice. Um, and I did less steps yesterday. And I feel 10 times better today. So the answer is rest, rest, and rest. But you know when you like feel agitated. Because yeah. you're like, like, I've enjoyed going for a dog walk every day for an hour. I go with the girls and it's been something that's actually like, I'd like to just keep doing every day. Go out for a dog walk for an hour, gets your steps in, gets to have fun running around and jumping in puddles and whatever else you do with kids these days but obviously yesterday you then i don't feel like i messed out <laughs> like really itchy feet but anyway yeah all good how was yours yeah pretty good a lot of socializing um had a wedding all socialed out that was, yeah that was best man for so it kind of turned because i'm good friends with the family it kind of like turned into like a bit of a three-day event so it's quite nice to not have anything in the horizon for a while um, here's mm, a question for How you. was having a wedding in between Christmas and New Year? Kind of a random, there's a bit of a lull time usually, so I can imagine it kind of was quite, it, was, it kept the spirits high, per se. Yeah, it was, you know what, I, I said this the other day to um, my half, I was saying to her that it was really, really nice, because you know, typically what I have every single year is as soon as Boxing Day hits, I'm like, get that tree down, I don't want to see anything, I don't want to hear about Christmas, it's done, like over and done with. So Scrooge. I'm always such a yeah, such a Scrooge when it gets to like that point of the year. And I just feel because I'm a I'm a creature of habit, right? I'm someone that likes to um have a routine. I like I like to be busy, I like to do things. It doesn't necessarily need to be like work or anything like that. I just like to do things. And I hate that middle part of Christmas. It's the one time of the year that I actually really hate is from like the day after Boxing Day, all the way through to New Year's Eve, because I feel like it's just a waiting game for people to go back to work and, and do things. Um, whereas this year, it was really, really nice to actually have something exciting post-Christmas to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So um, it was good. And it actually, it made me think about, I should probably actually try and plan things or at least like i don't know it could be like a trip away or something even just like the 28th or have something in that lull period because that's like the best best way to say it like you said it's like that lull period it's like oh yeah what is this 
Um, yeah, hundred percent. And that like I always go snowboarding, and I'm not going snowboarding at the beginning of the year. I'm going snowboarding at the end of the year, um, <clears throat> this year. So kind of well, I, you say I'm not going to snowboard. I'm basically usually go snowboarding in January. I'm not going to snowboard in January. I'm going in December, which means I'm pretty much just not going this year because I can't afford it. Because snowboarding is expensive, man. It literally legit costs you like eighteen hundred quid, like easily. Um, so yeah, so that always has given me. Every time we go, usually I've only missed one year. So every time in the past, like five years, six years, you've always got that to look forward to, which removes that lull. So me mm. and my best mate Mike don't get that, and I hundred percent. I'm always, when I didn't go, not last year, year before, I got that lull because I was like, well, I don't really have anything. Like you have something to look forward to, so you're kind of like excited because you know that you're only going to go back to work for like a week, and then you go and snowboarding. So that was always the joy. Whereas this year, I was a bit like in that middle part. Yeah, you're just kind of like, and I had COVID, so I was couldn't go to the gym or anything. So I was just kind of tap, you know, when you're like just tapping your feet, just like don't really know what to do. That's why I started yeah. doing some work because I was like, I'm fuck, I can't do anything. Yeah, like you feel like not great. So I was like, I'll just like do some bits and bobs. Um, but a lot of people do, don't they? They they jet off. Loads of people do it. Once Christmas is over, off they go. Get get a bit of sunshine, get a bit of um, downtime, I suppose. But it always depends on when it lies. Because this year, mm. obviously, lied on a Monday. So I haven't got Monday off Tuesday. Really, you kind of want it to be like, I don't know, if, if, if New Year's Day kind of wants to land on like a, a Thursday, because ultimately you kind of know then you've actually probably get Still an extra few days off of work. Yeah. Well, what made me laugh, or <laughs> funny you say that, I've got a client that I spoke to this morning. And I said, oh, how's it getting back into the swing of things? Like with work, you all settled back in. She was like, oh no. She was like, I, I, don't, I don't start again until Monday. And I spoke to someone else again and they said exactly the same thing. And it was like, because they had that extra day of Monday, like they got off, they were like, well, I might as well take the whole week off then and start again like a fresh yeah. like the next week, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah, because we took two weeks off, didn't we? But we took the week before Christmas and the week after, which yeah. made sense. Whereas I think a lot of people kind of got a little bit shafted this year because... They worked all the way up until the Friday. They got that week off. And then Monday, they only got a week off. Mm. And so I think a lot of people did take La, this week off as well. Yeah, to get two weeks. Because depending on when everything is, usually, obviously, you actually do get more days off. Like, you can only take off, like, three days and you'll get two whole weeks. Whereas, obviously, this year, the, you know, over the past few years, depending on when Christmas and New Year land it doesn't work well for those kind of, you know, your nine to fivers with your holiday and your leave, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So slightly off topic, but on this same theme of New Year's, um, when is it acceptable to stop saying Happy New Year's? Like, when do you think is like, what's your cut off? What's the point of where I you're like... I know what you mean. I haven't seen anyone. So That's I haven't true. said Happy New Year. I, I saw someone on a dog walk actually and said like, oh, Happy New Year and all that, mate. But I haven't actually seen anyone. So by the time I can go back to the gym, you know, because this is the thing, man. Like, it, it's not a legal... I could literally go to the gym, do... I can do whatever I want. I'm not, I don't actually have to stay home. It's no different to a cold now. But you know when you're like... I said this earlier and hey, they'll laugh again. I was like, but I don't want to be responsible for killing someone's grandparents because I give them COVID. <laughs> do you know, that's like this little, like, weird, weird thing in my head. It's like, I don't want to be responsible for giving it to some old person. Yeah. Um, so I... I would say... Yeah, I know what you mean. I would say like within the first week, I think the first week of the new year, you can say happy new year. After the first week, I'd say, come on now, just like you can live in the past a bit, 
bro. Like, let's, let's get on with this. This is what I've 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 been saying to people because <laughs> I'm like, I think that just first week you you can get it out of the way. Like, there's some people you see, um, but after that, I'm like, if I haven't seen you by after, I'm still not saying Happy New Year. Like, screw it. Well, yeah, but but <laughs> so I know now where you're coming from because some people will still say it. Like, to be fair, if I don't go back to the gym till Monday, it's gonna be. What what is Monday? Four, fifth, six, seven. It's gonna be the eighth. Even if I haven't seen people for a while, even probably three weeks into January, if I haven't seen like, oh, I haven't seen ages. Happy New Year, man. I'd probably still say it. I'm gonna admit it. You would meet someone in March though and be like, Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, if I haven't seen them and it's June, I'd be like, man, has he put six months? Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, um... I know what you mean. And it's like, how often do you say like, oh, Merry because because I wouldn't say Merry Christmas anymore. Because at like one point, you know, oh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and stuff. But like after a few days now, I wouldn't say Merry Christmas anymore. I'd just say Happy New Year. Do you oh, see what well, I mean? Like I'd leave the Christmas off. I don't say Happy... Like, Merry Christmas is Christmas Day. I, you will not get a happy Christmas from me other than Christmas Day. That's it. <laughs> You're such a Scrooge. <laughs> such a Scrooge. Um, so, anyway. yeah, this leads us quite nicely into today's topic. Like, it probably won't be, like, particularly long, but it's going to be really, really valuable. Um for you for the start of your weight loss journey um, this year because what I wanted to talk about is where I see a lot of people go wrong and I this topic is so important and I, well this topic I feel is so important for people to grasp that I even did a whole coaching call last night to our um, our community uh, and how they should be looking and how they should be structuring the start of January for fat loss. Now there's a couple of different angles that we can take from it. But to start off with, let's talk about what the typical habit is of someone that is looking to lose weight in January. Because that lull period that we're talking about, right, is usually is literally as as it says, it's like we're sitting down, we're not really doing much, it's just kind of like killing time. But we have so much leftover food, like the celebrations are still out, we all do that. And our mindsets, and I, even for like myself, I'm not going to lie, as a nutritionist, my mindset is still there of like, ah, well, they're in the house again, January, like, we'll, I'll, I'll complete it before January, like, it doesn't matter about it. So this is what we have the mindset of going and doing. And then January hits, and we go from zero to 100. And that habit of going from zero to 100 is ultimately that is why you never see that long term success. Because the habit that you're instilling there is pretty much you're like, new year, new me. Okay, I'm going to stop eating anything that's remotely got sugar in it, cutting out carbohydrates. I'm giving up alcohol. I'm going to start going to the gym every single day, Monday to Friday. Um, basically, do a complete life overhaul. And for the most part, you may be successful with it in the first week or two weeks. But the reality is, your habits and behaviours, chances are, are pretty similar to what they were pre-Christmas, right? And that pre-Christmas, even though you have eaten a ton of crap throughout that festive phase, still pre-Christmas, your habits and behaviours weren't aligned with going to the gym every single day, cutting out every single food under the sun, and basically turning into a hermit. Like, it, that wasn't your life beforehand. So you're trying to create this whole new life for yourself that you've never, ever had beforehand, apart from the first week of January, your whole entire life. Like, and there's no wonder why you can't maintain this because you've got your expectations here of what you need to do. And obviously, if people listen to this audio, they, they can't see my hand. And you've got your reality, it's down here. And because the expectation reality isn't matched, it has this massive friction 
but you just use motivation to push through for so long. So what I talk a lot about my clients for, and I do it in a lot of my content, I say for this first week in January, you shouldn't be looking to do a complete life overhaul. Like what you should be doing is looking to, especially if you've already, so I'm going to take this from the angle of someone that was dieting prior to Christmas, seeing like some success maybe, or maybe not success, but they were trying to diet and then post Christmas. So what you want to be doing is first off getting back to your baseline of the basic things that you were doing prior to Christmas that were making you successful in the first place. So let me give you a really, really um, easy example for myself of what I've, what I've done this first week. So prior to Christmas, I've had a uh, calorie target that I was looking to hit, had a protein target, I had a step target, and I had a, a gym schedule that I was doing essentially. So for me, I went all the way up until pretty much what well, I felt ill, like a week and a half before Christmas really. Actually, in fairness, like December was pretty much uh, horrific for me because I felt ill twice. But up until the what, last week of Christmas, you know, things started to like change pretty much from um, from the week before Christmas onwards. Like things started to, uh, like habits and behaviors started to change. But prior to that, I was doing all of those things. I had like a nutrition that I was optimizing. I had training, like all of those things. So over this last three weeks, really, I haven't really been doing the things that have been my normal habits and behaviors. I haven't been exercising as I want to. I haven't been tracking calories. I've been somewhat calorie conscious as much as possible, but there's been events where I have definitely just been like overindulging, enjoying myself the festive period. I haven't been... Um, optimizing the high amount of steps. Again, I've tried to be health-seeking in doing the steps, but I definitely haven't been hit the numbers that I want to be hitting. So obviously now I don't have anything um, for quite a long time in, this, in, the, in the diary. I'm like, I don't want to just go straight back to try and optimize all of that thing that I was doing beforehand. For me, I'm like, okay, what's been the biggest thing that has been my struggle or I haven't been able to do as much as I would like through this festive period, which is a habit that I was doing beforehand. And for me, like I'm usually pretty diligent in my uh, calorie tracking. So what I've done for myself this first week is I've just said, okay, I don't care what your calories are. Like, I really don't care what my calories are this first week. I just want to get back into the habit of tracking anything. There's still food left over in our house. There's still like Toblerone. There's still like all of these other things. I'm not going to sit there and be like, Hayden, you can't have that. Like it's sugar, it's the devil, it's bad for you and all of this stuff. It's not going to be uh, pushing you towards your goals because I know obviously being in a calorie deficit is the thing that's going to help you achieve your goals above everything else. Like you, you have to have that principle. The principal fat loss is being in a deficit. So for me, I'm like, how can I strive closer to being in that deficit rather than just trying to chuck myself in the deep end straight from the off? So I've set myself a goal of saying, it doesn't matter what you eat, Hayden. It really doesn't matter. You've just got to be accountable to yourself and log every single bit of food that you eat. Even if you go out on Saturday or Sunday and eat a lunch or something, guesstimate the calories to the best of your ability through that meal that you've had. Because I can guarantee you, by me doing that habit, I'm going to be somewhat more calorie conscious anyway. By me doing that, I'm probably still going to be a little bit more protein seeking because I can see the numbers in clear daylight. It's when we don't have that awareness is where we're like, oh, it's just so much easier. When you don't have the awareness, your mindset is definitely along the lines of, I don't know to the extent of the damage that I've done, so it doesn't matter. 
Whereas when we do have the awareness, we've kind of, um, we, we know what we've eaten. We know how much we've gone over our calories. You know how little protein. It's harder for us to not act on that. And then from a step standpoint, I've just set myself a small baseline number that I know is achievable. So I've just set myself 8,000 steps every single day is my minimum that I've got to hit. And then I'm going to start increasing. Same again for the workout. I've just said, I want you to go back and do two sessions a week. That's just my first goal. Get back and doing that two sessions a week. And then every single week, I'm going to slightly improve on this. So next week, for example, I've had this whole first week of just tracking, not necessarily a calorie number, but just tracking, getting back into that habit of tracking. Next week, I'm probably going to set myself a calorie target at the higher end of my calories. It's going to slightly put me in a deficit, not an aggressive deficit, just a slight deficit. Because I can't, there's probably a lot of you listening to this right now that you have that same experience that I do of like when you come post Christmas of eating a lot of food and having a lot of that like highly refined based foods, it, your hunger goes through the roof. So all of a sudden when you stop consuming those foods and you go back to more like nutrient dense your hunger is always like naturally high again i can't speak across the board for everyone but this is for me in particular when i go off the back of having a stint of eating more foods and less nutrient dense foods my hunger is always so much higher when i then have, go into that week of like trying to eat um more um, nutrient dense foods so what i'm doing here is i'm just allowing myself to have a little bit more flexibility and over time, I'm going to start gradually getting my deficit to the place of where I want it to get to. But that might take me, this is the reality, and this is what I've said to a lot of my clients. I'm like, this approach might take you six weeks to get to your personal optimal that you want to hit. But I can guarantee you of that slower approach of getting to that six weeks, you are going to see far much more success than if you were going from zero to 100 and stopping every like seven to 10 days because you've got longevity there, you're now setting the standard for yourself. So then it's just about slowly improving each and every week of like on the things that you've already done. So it's just like, how can you get your calories? How can you potentially, so even just week one for me, let's say for example, I, I mean, I, for myself, like I know I'm not going to not track, so it's not going to be an issue, but let's just say for example, everything's great up until Friday evening. And then I lose control Friday night and I don't track Saturday, but I track Sunday again. Okay, cool. Instead of me being like, right, hey, you've now got a calorie target of the lowest amount of calories you need to hit next week. I'm like, how can I do seven out of seven next week? What went wrong on Friday? What was the thing that stopped me from tracking? How can I improve this moving forward for next week? So next week, I still might not have a calorie target, but my target will be seven days out of seven, I've tracked every single food. And then I can move on to the next step. It's like you have to make these micro wins for you to be able to move forward like consistently and have like an actual healthy long-term um, diet in place. So one of the biggest things that I want to take you guys to take away from this, and we'll, we'll dive into like the weeds of it a little bit with Ryan in a second, but it's like you don't need to go zero to 100. Like you don't. Because at the moment when I say to you like weight loss, what are the things that you normally think? It's restriction, like cutting out foods. It's exercising more than you normally would. It's doing 10,000 steps. It's all of these things. But you're going from a place of doing none of that 
to all of a sudden doing all of that. And of course, in that short period of time, you will see success because you've just done a life overhaul. But you can still be very, very, very successful without going one to 100. You can still be very, very successful from going from doing zero workouts a week to doing one workout a week. That's improvement. That's, that's some success there. Now, slight caveat here. And I don't know, Ryan, if... Um, I think once upon a time you were this person, just through of like knowing you um, for many years now, you're someone that I do know can go from zero to 100, very good, and be consistent with it. So there's people in this world that can do that. There are some people, slight caveat, if you're someone, prime example, I've got a client that I spoke to, and I was telling her about like this system of like slow improvements, and all of her data so far from, um, I think it was like from the 28th, is like back to where she was beforehand. Her hunger's really low. She's not struggling at all. She's finding it fine. And for those people, that's absolutely fine. You can have that consistency and that's cool. So slight caveat, there is going to be some people that can just jump straight back into old habits, behaviors and be absolutely fine with it. But for the most part of like doing this for, you know, well over 10 years now, like I can categorically tell you that the majority of people really, really struggle in that first initial stint because they do that complete life overall. It doesn't need to be done. I can't stress that enough. It doesn't have to be done. I don't know if you want to add anything there, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I do it, <clears throat> but I've learned people that do that are all or nothing. However, I would agree. I would, I would, uh, I'd be, I'd argue I do it. But then the moment that something knocks it off, it kind of almost can really throw everything. And what I've learned over the years of myself is to follow the no two days in a row rule. So if I miss it one day, I have to get back on it. So if I'm going to... Prime example of the speaking of individual examples, like at the moment, I've literally gone from having like... So I used to read at my desk and then get like jump in the ice bath, do the da, 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 like jump in the ice bath, and I read ten pages of my book or I read a law of my book because they're thirty three laws at the moment. So I was reading a law a day, going through that right, and then that was it. And I'd got into all the bad habits. I went from that to now. I get up first thing I do is go downstairs and well, you know, go downstairs. I drink an electrolyte drink. I take my multivitamins. I do my stretching. I jump in my ice bath. I make my breakfast. I go have a shower. I come to my desk. I do personal development reading. I do uh, business development reading. And then I'll do half an hour of a nutrition thing. And I've literally done that for the past, like, when did I start that? Probably the 20... I started a boxing day. So I've gone from nothing to jumping in with like eight new things and just done it. But that's how I need to work. I need to have structure, routine and specifics in place of being like, this is what I'm doing. Because for my head, and some of you listening might be able to relate to this, I get overwhelmed if I have it and there's no order to my chaos. But it's my biggest downfall. Because ultimately, then eventually things drop off and I only eventually do two down the line. You go back six months and I probably am only doing three of them. What I've done now is I used to be like, oh, it has to be done at a specific time in a specific order at specific this, 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 right? And what I've learned is now to find flexibility in the chaos, like order and chaos to be intertwined. So I do them in this order, but the time that I do them in 
Totally depends on how well we've slept with having a daughter. I'm currently ill, so I haven't got up. The whole idea was to get up at five, go to gym at six, and then follow this. Well, I haven't been able to do that. So the gym has been skipped. I've just slept into about quarter to six because that's when naturally wake up, quarter past six. So I've learned to kind of like go all in, but allow there to be some flexibility with the zero to 100, if that makes sense. And I think mm. that's where a lot of people go wrong is they don't allow any flexibility. And I used to be the same. I like going from zero to 100 because I'm like, bang, mindset on, let's go full steam ahead. But I've allowed myself to have some flexibility within those parameters to increase the longevity. Otherwise, what I found is that I go from zero to 100 and eventually I like burn out or realize that I'm doing too much. And then it just, it doesn't happen and it's all over the space, but I've learned to be flexible. You know, sometimes this morning didn't do my ice bath, didn't do my stretching because I woke up and then had to be on that meeting this morning. So I literally got up, had my electro, had my tablets and then literally just jumped on a meeting. So I haven't done my ice bath or my stretching, but I'll just do that later. I've done my reading. I've done everything else, if that makes sense. And I now have gone back to reading 10 pages before bed. So yeah, you've got to find what works for you, but you've got to learn to be malleable. I think from someone who's got like I'm massively scatty all over the place. Everyone that knows me knows that I'm like that, right? I'm all over the place. Is all or nothing caveat, yes, you can do it. But even I have learned that with that comes downfall and that you have to be aware of that. Hayden, you're 100% right. One, It's the whole 1% better every day, isn't it, right? We have to be always moving forward and we have to be striving, right? We like short, we will sacrifice long-term gratification over short-term, always strive to be 1% better, right? And it's there, exactly what Hayden said, it's reducing everything, minimize everything. It's really interesting. There's the, um, the cyclist did it. You heard about the UK cyclist, the guy, I can't remember his name, that come into the UK team. They were always just constantly striving to like win and they were losing. The UK were like the worst in cycling, right? They literally went on in the 10 years to win the most amount of medals, set world records, Olympic re records. Do you know what his belief was? To create a culture of just being a little bit better every single day. What they do is they were like, oh, can we make our pillows better so we sleep better? They started to use anti-back gel on the tires so they'd maybe grip a little bit better. Could we make our training a bit better? Could we add a bit more protein to our breakfast? They started focusing on these little 1% better things each day. How today could we make our training and our cycling ability just that little bit better than it was yesterday? And every day they were trying to just focus on improving that over the space of the weeks and over the space of years, 10 years, we're the best in cycling. We'd won multiple Tour de France's, set Olympic records, I said, world records, everything. They stopped focusing on the big outcome and just trying to win and trying to like train hard and go really fast. And they just started focusing a little bit. It's like improving their pillows and, and it, it was all sorts of little things, making sure that their, their outfits were fitting them properly, making sure their socks were clean and washed, making sure all these little weird things, which to a lot of people, and I learned this from Stephen, Stephen um, Bartlett says about this in his book, is two things. One is sweat the small stuff. You focus on the big stuff nine times out of 10 that's like, oh, we'll always focus on like winning. And it's like, no, sweat the small stuff. Like, how could you maybe just make your breakfast? Well, actually, I swap from a cereal once, cereal every week to one, one day a week, I'm going to have yogurt this week on one or two days. Cool. Then try to improve from there. Like Hayden said, make little adjustments and slowly build. And the other thing is avoid the ostrich effect. Because what we do is ultimately going gets tough. We just bury our head in the sand and don't make any progress. So it's like Wayne said, Focus on the 1%, sweat the small stuff, and the big stuff will just accumulate over time. 
and keep yourself accountable. Don't follow the ostrich effect. It's like one of the biggest things that I do with my clients is I'm like, if you go over your calories, continue to track because I guarantee you will go over them less than if you didn't track. Because if we are not held accountable, prime example, buffet effect, right? There's a study, table of two tables of people, right? I don't know if Hayden, I don't know if Hayden has heard me say this before. Two tables of people. One, they both had a buffet. One table had their plates left there. One table had their plates taken away. The table that had their plates left there were accountable, knew how many plates that they were having. They ate less food than the people that didn't know how much they were having because they weren't able to keep accountable. And on average, they consumed about 400 to 500 extra calories because they weren't being kept accountable with how much they were consuming. Yeah. Going back to like that's uh, Stephen Bartlett, like he's, I read a thing as well. This is quite, this is ages ago, actually. Um, oh no, did I actually see it on? on my, so for anyone that's uh, listening to this from the US, your Shark Tank, we have something called, uh, is it Dragon's Den? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is basically like the same show as Shark Tank, which is like entrepreneurial stuff. But we've, there's a, there's a guy in the UK, Stephen Bartlett, like, I think he's probably, I think he's oh, like 30s or something. He's very young. And he's like a multi-millionaire. Um, and he talks about, um, you probably would have heard of him because he's got a very successful podcast. And he's like interviews the, the, the top people around the world and like their, their specific niche, their specific thing that they do. Um, and he said the one like takeaway that he could, he got from every single person in conversation he's ever had that has been in line with their success is consistency trumps talent. And he said that he spoke to some of the best sports people in the world, some of the best uh, business minds in the world. And they have all admitted, like, they are not the smartest person in the world. They are not the most driven person in the world. They are like all of these things. But the one thing, the one trait that they have above everyone else is consistency. And then I look into my clients and the ones that have the best success consistently are the ones that are consistent. They are just consistent in the boring small tasks that they do every single day. They don't necessarily hit their calorie target every single day, but they are consistent more often than not in being uh, in, in hitting their calorie target. Protein, they don't hit protein every day. They mess up sometimes. They don't track it. But they, at the end of the year, they are more consistent than not in tracking their protein. Same with the steps, same with their workout. I can't, again, some consistency, like it literally trumps talent. It beats everything else. So yeah. if and, you... and that perfection trap is something that a lot of women get stuck into, isn't it? Is you lack consistency because you're waiting for the perfect time. And yeah. I literally said the other day, I was like, when can you think, most of you listen to this, need six months to a year. When was the last time in your life you had a six months to a year completely stress-free, no issues, no worries, no concerns, and where something didn't go wrong, didn't go wrong? Never. So why are you waiting for something that's never happened before in the however many years you've lived? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, and also the other thing, like, is I think it was really relevant to add. So even though, you know, you were Ryan, you were saying that you are someone that like goes bam, 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 like all in everything. One thing that people don't see though inside of that for you is like, let's use the ice bath, for example. So you're doing ice bath, you're reading, you're doing all these things. You're not trying to ice bath for 10 minutes. You're not trying to complete a whole book, which is essentially what people do with their fat loss journey. They try and lose a hundred pounds in that one day. Um, what you're doing yeah. is you're reading a chapter, you're reading a philosophy. You're, uh, when you started ice bathing, you didn't go straight to doing it for three minutes. It was like, it was a slow, mm. gradual thing. So even though you chuck yeah. a ton of things in at once, 
you're doing it in a manner which your expectations and your reality are met and you can achieve yeah. them. It's, it, it's, and that's such a key point, actually, is what I've done is I've found what's manageable, manageable for me. Mm. Like with someone who is as, as scatty up in my head sometimes, right? I know that I can focus on tasks for 25 minutes and that's it before I start to get bored, I start to lose concentration. So I have a timer that's literally sat here that times me when I work for 25 minutes. I do my ice bath for three minutes. Three minutes pushes me enough to have a little bit of discipline, but isn't too long when I know that I would always fall short and then I'm just letting myself down. I read 10 pages every single day. Why? Well, 10 pages doesn't take me that long. Doesn't seem like much, right? But if I can continuously do 10 pages for 10 days, that's 100 pages. Whereas if I try and read for half an hour every single day, well, that now I'm going to be, I can tell you now I tried that, but I was clock watching. I would skip days. I would do 10 minutes, but I've got more important things to do. 10 minutes is so achievable that I'm able to be consistent about it, which is why I'm able to read multiple books a year because I've set the standard that's something that is achievable for me. Some of you might be able to sit there and read 20 pages. Some of you might be able to ice bath for five minutes. Some of you might only be able to ice bath for one. But it's all about setting what is manageable for you as an individual. This is why whenever it comes to anything in life, whether it's weight loss, whether it's setting yourself new targets, new tasks, you have to do it for you as to what you are able to manage in regards to your capability, your concentration. Like I know I can sit... And I can watch like, so I can only listen to like podcasts in certain, like if I'm, I got into podcasts over the Christmas period because I happened to take my daughter for a drive to go to sleep because she was being <laughs> a little brat about sleeping in her bed. I listened to, th Hayden knows, I don't really listen to podcasts in audiobook. I listened to three um, podcasts, which were like two hours long, three of them. And I read two or listened to two books. I don't listen to books. I like to read them. And I listen to do books because I put myself in that environment. I tried to continue to listen to books, right? Whilst just being around the house, whilst going to the gym or anything. I can't do it. I can only do it when I'm driving. So I now know that like, instead of getting frustrated, which is what I used to do, trying to listen to audiobooks, but I hate listening to podcasts. I want to try and listen to more podcasts. It isn't for me, but that's okay. That's what you've got to re remind yourself as well, right? Like that's okay. And that's not something I can only do it when I'm driving. That's when I can listen to podcasts or listen to audiobooks. So that's why I know that like, I'm at the moment found a series with these nutritionists online, all about women's health, right? There's like 20, they did 20 episodes. I was going to send you Hayden, 20 episodes breaking down women's health and nutrition, everything, right? They're really smart guys, these nutritionists. So I'm, I'm, listening to them at the moment. I'm about three of them in. What do I do? I listen to 20 minutes a day. And someone's like, what, 20 minutes? And they're like, yeah, well, the, the, the podcast episodes, they're also on YouTube. I don't listen to them. I watch them on YouTube because I can't listen because I can't concentrate because my eyes will pick up a bird outside or a bloody uh, squirrel and I'll my thoughts will go off. Whereas if I've got something to listen and watch, I will do 20 minutes. And if I feel agitated after 10, right, I pause it. I go on my phone five minutes, I'll go to the toilet, I'll go grab a drink, then I'll come back and finish the 10. But it's all about understand. This is why I think it all comes down to understanding you as a human, as you as a human being is that like set minimal viable options and make it so easy for you to be consistent, but also set that for you, right? Like Hayden might be able to sit and listen to a podcast whenever. I know Hayden does just like listen to podcasts randomly to it in the gym and stuff. I can't do that. So I don't try and do it. I found it. So I was like, well, actually, no, it's not that I'm a failure. It's that they're just for me and my personality and my 
that the way that I work doesn't work. So think about it like that is what I'm getting to. It's like ultimately understand you're an individual. Everything, like the more you think about yourself and the more you become self-aware and understand yourself, the better you are able to set yourself up for success because you're able to work on small improvements specific for you, right? Like I know people that read for an hour every single morning. No chance I could concentrate for that long. Not a chance in hell. Doesn't work like that. I read before bed. I have to be very precise about what I read before bed. And it took me three different tries of different books, Hayden will laugh, like to find something. I read a Jordan Peterson book, The 12 Rules for Life, because it's just interesting enough to talk about like some rules to life to live by in regards to like human beings. But I was trying to read like Ego is the Enemy and stuff like this, but it were like development books and you, you need to concentrate and take in the information. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you actually need like a, a very just like relaxed book to read before bed. Otherwise my mind started thinking too much and I couldn't sleep. So take a step back and think about you as a person and what you're like, and it make your life so much more easier with being consistent. That's the biggest thing. One of the biggest things that I learned in 2023 is to analyze, your, not analyze yourself, but like become more self-aware and set up your life to make things easier for you to know what you are like, what your triggers are like, and set your environment up best as possible. That's one of the biggest things Hayden, that I learned about myself is your set your life. Set, yeah. Set my life up to suit me. Like my environment is slightly different now with regards to my office times that I do how my morning routine. I now have an evening routine when I'm going to the gym, I'm going to start going at six in the morning, see how that is. And then I'm going to try going at midday for an hour and a half. So I'm going to, I'm trying two different times. Like usually I'm like, oh, just do it in the morning. Cause that's when all like entrepreneurs do it first thing, wake up early, get it done. And that's what I got trapped into, but I'm like, oh, it doesn't sometimes work. But now I've got a kid, I'm up that early anyway. So now I'm like, actually, maybe it might work now. Let's try it. And it's all about trying and understanding that failure is okay. Because if it doesn't work at 6am, I'm going to go to 12pm and I've already known this in my head. I'm like, already, I need to just say to Hayden, Hey, Hayden, between 12 and 2, I can't take calls. So I'm going to do that as my gym time now because I think that's going to work better. And I'm just going to go to my desk at 6 and just start work earlier because that's probably actually going to suit me better to get on with my day from 6 and go to the gym later on once I've been up. And this is where there's no right or wrong. It's about finding what works for you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think it's a perfect way to... No, I think it's, it's really, really good, really, really uh, relevant because the biggest thing that you want to be thinking right now is like, number one, if you, because obviously we're a couple of days in, there's a high chance that you've already been like, new year, new me, let's get started, let's do it. Actually, like, it's okay to reflect on the things that you've already done and you've set yourself and to change your trajectory now. Because I promise you, if you've gone down that aggressive approach and you know historically for you, that never, ever, ever works. Well, why are you trying to do the same thing over and over again? Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's just try and change this now. Let's actually listen to what Hayden Ryan was saying and uh, join their program. No, I'm joking. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and coming from a personal standpoint from both of us, it's like we are no different to you. And I think sometimes personal trainers, nutritionists, these are put on a pet, are you different? Well, not really. What we've done is we've just maybe just learn to be self-aware sooner. Mindset it is. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Like we've just become self-aware because of working with individuals, right? I've realized that actually, hold on, after working with over a thousand women, we've learned that actually self-awareness, self-compassion have been some of the things. And 
you then start to see similarities. Is, isn't us, and I'm always like really cautious because I'm always like, this isn't talking us thinking we're, we're not be- any better than anyone else. We're very normal. As you've seen this year, I've had to change loads of stuff with regards to my morning routine set up. Hayden has changed the way that he's gone into dieting. You know, maybe usually would have just gone straight into like, cool, right, here's my calories, here's my protein, let's go. Is like, actually, I'm going to ease myself into it because I think this is going to be a better approach for me. Things change, things adapt. What you've got to learn is like, one is start small so you can get constant wins to feel like you're moving forward. There's nothing worse as human beings to feel like you are not moving forward. Number two is always hold yourself accountable because if you bury your head in the sand, you're not going to get there. Always be moving forward, 1% gains. Don't bury your head in the sand, ostrich effect. Make sure you're always um, holding yourself accountable and be, be willing to make mistakes, right? Yeah. If something doesn't work, don't think that's it, I'm going to quit. Think, okay, cool. Why didn't Slimming World work? What was it about Slimming World that didn't work? Do you need to quit? Well, like, people are going to be like, I can't believe you said that, but like, it doesn't mean you need to quit Slimming World. Maybe you need to think, well, what isn't serving me about their methods? I like tracking sins. I quite enjoy it. And I like going for the weekly weigh-ins, but the weigh-in itself isn't what I enjoy. I enjoy the camaraderie. Okay, cool. Well, maybe just don't weigh yourself when you go to that club. Or maybe you understand that community is your thing. and You enjoy that. Ask the women at the, at the Slimming World Club. Ask them if they want to set up a WhatsApp group with five of you to keep yourself accountable and check in. Maybe that's when you suddenly have success. This is where you've got to think outside the box a little bit, I think, in regards to like, doesn't work stopping and just trying to find something else or just restarting down the line. It's like, actually, how can you adapt what you're doing to be more suitable to you to increase your chances of success in 2024? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you are genuinely um, still a bit lost, confused in what direction, like reach out to either of us on our Instagram. Um, I think we have them in the caption or the bio, do we? Um, so you can reach yeah, out yeah, to yeah, us and just... Notes. Send us a message just saying, hey, I, I heard your podcast. Um, I am actually really struggling. Any advice? And then we'll just have a conversation with you, see you know, what could potentially be the best um, route for you to go down. So it was a good episode. This is one... Yeah, and there's always an answer to any of the problems you're facing. This is it. So many people think they're stuck and they're broken. And they're like, nothing works. And they're like, I, I eat 1,200 calories, doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, let's just start there. I guarantee, one, you're not eating 1,200 calories. Okay, first and foremost. So your your uh, knowledge around food, maybe that's somewhere we start. Maybe actually what we need to get you to do is actually just to start to look at the back of packets to realize maybe where your tracking area is. Cool, start there. Whereas people don't start there. They're like, I'm going to track my calories, go gym five times a week. I'm going to be bed by seven. I'm going to read for half an hour before bed. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'll speak to you in a week when it probably hasn't gone your way because ultimately that requires a lot of discipline, willpower and motivation to keep up. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. It's like this, I, I truly believe that this is probably going to be one of the, and not to say the rest of the episodes we do from here are not going to be valuable, but this is probably going to be the most valuable episode you've got this year because momentum snowballs. And if you don't grasp the concept of what we're saying at this moment in time, you don't get that momentum. Like that in itself can kill the results that you could have had faster than anything else just because you did try and do that like zero to a hundred so once you get that momentum going with something that ryan was saying suits you and your lifestyle your personal preferences and something you can maintain i promise you like that will snowball into bigger and better things and you will thank us in six months from now yeah 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 cool well let's wrap this party up and uh we will catch you on another episode next week so from hayden goodbye see you later guys